It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Finisher, a podcast about professional wrestling and all things, well, wrestling. Here are your hosts, Jerry Pickering and Dan Naraki. Welcome to the Finisher. What's going on, everyone? Dan, how are you today, sir? Lost my thing. I have my, my mute button is actually on the cord of my headphones, and I went and lost it trying to open my mic. It wasn't that I forgot to open my mic before I talked. I lost this little bit here that is connected to me. I, how did, how, my question, question is, how did you lose it if it was connected to it? I, these are questions that I don't have answers for. These are these are questions that, that I just I can't. I lost my left hand. It was connected. Oh, there it is. <clears throat> You've clearly never been high. <laughs> And now we know how Dan's going to be the rest of the day. Wonderful. Welcome to the finisher. Hope everyone's having a wonderful weekend so far. I mean, it's just, it's just Saturday afternoon. We still got another whole day and a half, basically, to enjoy. Get out and do that. Don't stay stuck in the house all the time. Um, do it responsibly, for God's sake, and wear a fucking mask. I wasn't going to go there, but yes, wear a mask, definitely. No, I am going to go there. And you know why I'm going to go there? Because it's a simple it's a simple thing. Just this morning here in, 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 in the Midwest, in the Great Lakes area, we lost college football for this year. The Mid-American Conference is not playing football in the fall, looking to play for the spring. There's a Ow. very good chance the Big Ten will follow suit later on today. There's a you very good chance we're going your to lose mouth. football, and that's why I say wear the goddamn mask so we can have these nice things. Shut your whorish mouth about not having any college football. I will find you. I will kill you. You know, for some reason, I'm not. I know that where afraid. you live. I know where you live too, bitch. I ain't that afraid of that. <laughs> I've moved. Really? Because that's not what the chip says. <laughs> I forgot you did that. That, <clears throat> oh, that and I, I and I have you on TikTok, so I know every literally everything. Yeah. I know everything the Chinese government knows about you. <laughs> uh, TikTok's a great app if you haven't even used it. There's so much like positive stuff on it, like people giving out tips. You know, like they'll get money. People donate money. You know, their their viewers, their followers, or whatever will donate like twenty five, fifty cents, whatever. And they go out to eat, and then like they'll tip the waitress whatever they received in. So I've seen them tip like thousand dollars. 
another count out to him. Like, that's a positive thing. That's nice. That's good to see. Good to yeah, see like you're... soldiers coming home, family reunion, someone who hasn't seen in like 12 years. That's also pretty cool. There yeah, is sure. stupid shit. There is dumbass shit. And yeah. there's there's lots of wrestling stuff. There's lots of mocking certain political figures. So that's always fun to watch, too. People like to give I'm it not, a bad rap, but... I'm not going to download it. It's just I enjoy it. So. I, that's a fine, and, you know. But one thing I'm that we're trying to figure it. out if people are enjoying and see if we'll see if Dan is is buying is buying into it is uh, a new segment over on Raw, and you know they have rules for it. I guess first rule is you do not talk about the- Raw Underground. Now, <laughs> Raw Underground. Now, as is going on, because Dan doesn't have, didn't was able to watch Raw, so I was filming segments on my phone and sending it to him. And his question basically was, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. I mean, you've got guys fighting in a ring that has no, no ropes. You've got women on a stage dancing, which kind of has set back the whole women's division thing. The whole evolution, yeah, women's evolution, back to kind of what it was, you know, back in the day when you had the hoe train. I mean, Uh, so let me get this straight. I'm just, I'm trying to understand, make sure I, we're working off the same level of comprehension here. So this is supposed to be an underground fight club. Yes. Where you're in the warehouse in the PC and you fight. Now, if they don't have any of the cast from Fight Club join them at any point, then I'm going to be highly disappointed. I mean, I'm sure Meatloaf isn't doing anything. Um, but but again, this is supposed to be a fight. Yes. And this is supposed to be shoots. Now, when you told me this was happening, what was the first thing I sent back to you? Holy shit, Brawl for All 2? Yep. Which was one of the worst ideas they ever did. So then you send me the videos. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no fights. It's all work shit. Okay, <laughs> it's a, it's a work shoot. Okay, <laughs> your, uh, your, your punches look like shit. Every single thing of a ground and pound, you were punching the mat. Everyone punched the mat. Everyone punched the mat. It's blatant. It's obvious. There's not. You can't work. Like, you can work a shoot fight, but you have to be willing to punch each other. And we, at at this point, we know. They're not actually punching each other. Who was the big guy? The first guy? I don't know. That's like, he's apparently huge. huge, and he's apparently been in developmental for, like, four years. He's been in NXT for since 2016, and this is the first we're seeing of him on major TV. I don't know if he's worked at all at NXT, but if he's worked at NXT at all, how it's a guy that big that looks like that not been a major player or not had something going on. Yeah, there's something going on there. There's something wrong with that. <clears throat> so what is it? Is this the only thing he can do? Do we have another great Kali kind of thing going? Where he's just big but doesn't have the the other physical skills to do anything in the ring? Like, what is the deal? Why haven't you done anything with this guy? has a look. He looks tremendous. He looks huge. Um so yeah, so I saw that and I, I get like I saw that the, the first thing takedown and ground and pound and I just laughed. I just let as anybody who's watched actual MMA just laughed. Wait, or should have. I I was. This came on and I'm like, what? 
what in the hell is this? So what I'm supposed to believe is that the stuff here in the dark warehouse is all real, and this is actually happening, and this is real fights, and, but but the stuff that you keep coming back to with the warehouse with lights, that's that's wrestling, that's sports entertainment, sorry, that's sports entertainment, that's not real. No, not at all. That happened, like, we're supposed to suspend this belief, but the stuff in the dark warehouse, that's real, we don't but, believe it all. But yet you have people going from the light, let's just, that's what we call it, we'll call it the dark warehouse and the lighted warehouse. That's in basically the lit what warehouse and the dark warehouse, so you have, like... Like guys that would legitimate, like you could legitimately see, like honestly, you, I could, I would want to see members of, of the War, Ra- Ra- War Raiders, War Machine experience thing. Vikings. The War Experience Raider Vikings. No anymore. Uh, I could believe them if they were in shoot fights. They're not going to be in shoot fights. They're, none of the they, these people aren't trying to kill. And for the the MMA. Uh, fans out there. It also seemed like Shane as a referee had a shorter hook than Dan Mergliata because punch, punch, punch. Oh, he's done! Yeah. Shane, Shane looked awkward in it in my mind. Yeah, well, I mean, he because he's trying to be the young, hip guy, yet he's in his mid-50s. He's, he's going... He's... A lot of people were relating this, this Raw Underground to Shane's midlife crisis. Could be, could be, um, and the thing about it is, like Shane spent time working for the UFC, so I mean, I know he he wasn't he was on the marketing on the actual corporate side. He wasn't in the actual in the actual you know competition side, sure, but he should have a, a, some better idea of this, and maybe that was why they decided to use him for this idea. The interesting thing is, at least from a viewership standpoint, it kind of works. They said that they had a. Uh, I was trying to find it. It was a six percent increase. Yeah, that's what I was like. But I'm like, okay. Week. So is it Raw Underground that got the six percent increase, or was it the tweets saying, "Hey, Shane's got something special. Hey, because there's I... a new faction debuting on Raw. You know, let's see what happens the next couple weeks that Raw Underground happens. Let's see if it just fades away." And they're like, "This is dumb shit. Why? This is this is stupid. I'm not gonna watch." Well, well but the that's fact, the thing. Let's see because. The fact, the hour-by-hour hour numbers, everything peaked in the second hour when this thing started, when they teased and teased. It peaked in the second hour, and then in the third hour, when they when they have actually done some cut-ins to this thing, everything kind of trickled backwards a little bit. So whether or not this was enough to keep it, or it wasn't the active marketing and being able to say, hey, Shane McMahon's back. He's got a new idea. Hey, there's a new faction. You're going to want to see. You want to make sure you're there. And guess what? Whether we saw really not, nothing of that new faction on Raw. Yeah, and, and that was the thing. Like this faction really didn't. I mean, it, it caused all the technical issues. Which, you saw uh, one clip of this faction out in the back lot throwing a Molotov cocktail or whatever at a generator, and that's oh, they, it. They messed the hell out of that generator, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Fire. Okay, they, 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 they fought, well, uh, you know, fire, fire, fire. Um, <laughs> we didn't really get anything from that faction until last night on SmackDown. Until, yeah, until last night when I, I sent the video to Dan. I'm like, the best part about this clip is watching Cole run for his life. Well, okay, but let's be fair. That's not what you said. All right, you sorry. said – Let's watch no, no, Cole no, no, run, oh. like, run like a little bitch. To which I responded is, how else is he going to run? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so they came in, you know, and what? Destroyed a bunch of crap. 
nothing like I mean, they're trying to do what and what uh the Nexus, Nexus did. Yeah. And I don't think they were anywhere near close. I mean, yes, they got a chainsaw out and cut the rope, ring ropes. I found that hilarious because it was, you know, you got this huge chainsaw and you say, yeah, I got a chainsaw. Cut a rope. Yeah, chainsaw. Cut another rope. Yeah, chainsaw. Cut the third rope, kind of. So, but this group, I mean, that's all they're going to need the chainsaw. They're going to need every little weapon they have because this is like Chad Gable size. The freaking Oompa Loompas came out is what happened. There are a lot of, there's, and I hate to, you know, keep bringing in. Uh, outside politics, but they're a lot comparing the look to the, this group to the look of what people think Antifa is to look like. When then maybe the the fact that you grab the smallest and you make them look like Antifa, so you can make that you can draw that comparison. Like the little soy boys and Antifa are the weak ones. Yep. Yada yada. Um, which would be the wrong thing to do. There really needs to add some muscle to this group because there is. And I know I, I this is going to sound weird coming from me. Potential here. Holy crap! Could you do some stuff? It could, but will they? That's the question. That's the huge. That's the the million dollar question. Um, no, because well, don't forget the last time I was as excited about a potential angle was the NXT invasion around uh, Survivor Series last year, and you saw where that went after the Survivor Series pay per view. Yep. So <sighs> that was great. What I expect this to happen is to do like a three or four weeks of all of this you know, the destruction and beating people up and taking the show over and running things off. And then people will start getting revealed and then there'll just be another group. It'll just be another, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll just be another faction. My thought is it was going to, it was going to be the undisputed era. Which would have made sense. And which it could still been, be, it could, could still be. be, it could still be, but since we're, we're, we're in the middle of, of jumping around uh, topic to topic anyway on the sheet, um, my my guess would be, and I'm, I'm wrong here, but for effectiveness, it would only be three members of the Undisputed Era because one is essentially dead. Oh, Adam Cole? Adam Cole, your career, tombstone it, gone. No one cares. Who cares? Who's going to care? Why should I care? Because he's feuding with Pat McAfee. He got knocked out by Pat McAfee on was Wednesday. It phys- was it truly knocked out? No, uh, no, he saying. didn't. He, he got punted. The only weapon a punter has to effectively do. And he got knocked out. He face planted, was left unconscious. An NFL punter who has zero training in the ring has knocked out the longest reigning champion of your NXT brand. The man who is and had been the savior led the biggest group on that brand. Lights out. Done. Character's Kicked done. Kicked him in the head. Because now there's a match at uh, TakeOver 30. And if Pat McAfee looks great, then the, the actual logic is if Adam Cole is going to get his ass whipped up and down by an NFL punter with less than three weeks of training in professional wrestling, how am I supposed to believe that he can beat anybody? Keith Lee should have whipped him in five seconds. Exactly. Dominic Dijakovic. One kick, this guy's, this guy's dome should be done. You have killed your most interesting character that you could have possibly brought up and made something. You have killed – I might be overstepping, but I don't think so. You have potentially killed the next Triple H on your major brands. Yeah, I could see that. 
And before anybody even thinks to step to this, to go with the historical route, well, what about Bam Bam and LT? Bam Bam main evented a uh, uh, WrestleMania with someone who'd never been in the ring before. And here's the difference. The first time they met, it was a pushing and shoving match. Yeah. And LT never went out on Raw and cold cocked Bam Bam. Bam Bam never looked weak. Even in that match, Bam Bam never looked weak. He beat the piss out of LT in the middle of their match. And here, you know, Adam's looking. And, and Adam Cole is knocked out in their first physical encounter on, w, on a WWE show. It's done. Like, it's done. Like, I, I hate it. Like, he made, like, his best bet is, like, this is what you get for signing a multi-year extension, if that's true that he had. And this contract isn't coming up here later on this year. We're going to bury you to a fucking punter. When, I, when all that first started and he was on the his, his his talk show or his radio show or whatever it was, and I'm like, this has got to just this has got to be a work. Well, you said it to me. It's like, what do you think it is? I'm like, it's a work. Yeah. I said, and they said to you, if it was any other sports talk show, maybe I'd believe that there was like actual friction between the two people. If he had gone on to, say, Rich Eisen's show, and yelled at him, cursed at Rich Eisen, and mm-hmm. walked off the set. Then you're like, wow, uh, maybe there's some actual heat. But Pat McAfee's been working for the company for how many years now? The McAfee has done how many pay-per-view pre-shows? What pay, what, which, which WrestleMania was it? They showed up in the shorts and looked like his balls were hanging out of one side because they were so fucking short. That is not a picture I will ever be able to forget. Um, so the there. second because, – because it's Pat McAfee, it was like, oh, no, it's a work immediately. Well, but Triple H said, yeah, but Triple H is also – in the business. He's in the company. Of course he's going to hype this up. He's probably trying to get Pat back in the ring or something. What do you know? Yeah. Let's see here. Speaking <laughs> of some guys who were uh, the Revival. Not really the Revival anymore, but FTR. Which is still kind of the Revival. Fuck the Revival. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they had some stipulations that were added to their release when they left WWE. I thought that was interesting and kind of in the back like in the back of your head when they finally were officially let out of their contract because they didn't expire they were released you kind of wondered what what they had to do to get out of it right yeah like there wasn't they they didn't have an 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 extremely long uh non-compete about the normal non-compete that everyone got and they were getting out of their contract but it turned out this week that they had some unique things they had to do, actually some unique things they had to give up in order to leave the company. What were they, Dan? I assume that's what you were you were looking at the other screen because you were opening the story. I opened uh, it, but it won't, it won't open for me. I, that's, I didn't even try. Uh, I, they had to give up three trademarks and – the one I remember specifically, oh, uh, no flips, no flips, just fists. Yeah. And they had to give the trademark to hashtag FTRKO. And the guy said that, that, that even though it cost them $10,000 to register those trademarks, they willingly gave those up so they could get out, which should tell you. A, their commitment to what where they saw themselves going forward in their career, and B, just how miserable they were in the company at that point and how they were being used. If they were willing to lose ten grand so to be money. allowed to go do it, to go all, be all, to be freed essentially, so they go. can't use those at all. So, so right, so there will not be an FTR T-shirt that says "No Flips, Just Fists." 
there may be something along that line. They're, if they're smart very soon, we will get a, a T-shirt with a giant fist that says FTR Underground. Uh, the only benefit, just to circle back be- because of this thought, the only benefit to this Raw Underground thing will be all of the memes and merchandise and videos that come out afterwards mocking it. I'm pretty sure the Good Brothers in their next edition of talking – oh, God, I cannot remember – what Gallows and Anderson's pay-per-view. Talking, talking Mania or something? Talking Mania. The next edition, you know, has got to have some kind of parody on that. You know there's going to be some kind of underground thing going on there. They just dig a giant hole to do it and be funny. Be underground. That might be it. They just dig a hole in a backyard. Yeah, go fight. Go ahead. We're going to fight in the underground. Literally, like about three feet. Oh, that's great. That's great. Speaking of, of you know the contracts and releasing, a star actually just signed a multi-year deal, which yeah. I wouldn't have seen coming. Well, no, and especially because of how we had thought about this guy when he first came back to the company earlier this year. Of why are you here? Well, uh, not ne- I didn't necessarily think why are you here. Um, but he was, but he came in as a producer, necessarily, well, not necessarily a. He returned and, in January as a guest spot for the Royal Rumble. You know, we're talking about Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP. Right, he signed a, about the Rumble. Signed a five-year and, deal. It was okay. It was five years. I did not see. I knew it was multi-year. I didn't see. Uh, and and the thing about it is, is now he's basically an on-air talent, a part-time wrestler, and then the leader of the Hurt. Business? Hurt Business. Yes, the Hurt Business. Doesn't really flow, but it's better than him, Nation Domination 2.0. Him, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin. And Can they you... they kind of ended Raw standing in the ring of the underground. Now, there's some potential there and running a storyline through that. That I, they I are mean... now in charge of under the underground. And Shane's like, hey, it's cool. Come back whenever you want. You can do what you want. And like, nah, this is ours. So uh, if we're lucky, that means that Shane's – maybe if this continues, that means Shane's participation will be short-lived. Woo! And MVP and Shelton and Bobby Lashley can go ahead and – Bobby Lashley is a guy who has legitimate MMA experience, by the way. Just yes. And the best part best part of the whole like this past Raw was uh, uh, Kevin Owens coming out doing his, his uh, Kevin Owens talk show, the KO talk show, whatever. And he says, I got to talk about something. Shane Man's back. I got views on that because <laughs> he had that view that that a few with Shane, and that's the reason I think pretty much Shane is gone because of their few. You know the, the yeah, the never, I mean, that was the resolution that he lost and Shane had to go away. Yeah, or he won and Shane had to go away. So he didn't get to say anything else, but he ended up, did end up getting a match that's coming raw on Raw with uh, uh, Randy Orton. Which is, I mean, this has a has I, I'm looking forward could be a good match could be a very good match. Um, you know he's gonna lose because you can't like they're not gonna they're no. not gonna have Randy going into SummerSlam where he's probably going to get win the title and coming off a loss to Kevin Owens, or then maybe they will and that means sets up that his first challenger off the bat and that gives Kevin Owens something to do immediately, which I also would be fine with. Like uh, there's same no here. reason that, that he should not be in that title picture. Um, but the possibility, as I understand it, also is that that match will take place on a live edition of Raw, which is something the company is trying to get back to now. Correct. Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm excited to see to see that, and we'll see. Will I mean they may let him win it, but now Randy Orton has his manager, which is Ric Flair. You know, who knows what Flair will do? Um, we got rid of one Flair and brought another one back. I, I I'd be willing to bet that it has something to do with a fist and Kevin Orton or Kevin Orton, a fist and Kevin Owens balls. That could that could work. Good low blow. <sighs> Me all up and under, Rick. And you know, we said, like I said, we had someone a, a flare leave and a flare return, another return. Uh, yeah, but is anybody really upset to see Rick anymore? No, he looked awful. That, that's the, that's the only like, man. Let's let's hope they're keeping him safe in all of this. Yeah, another return, another McMahon returning again on SmackDown. Yeah. In the form of Stephanie. Yep. A triple. Brand Battle Royal next week on SmackDown to determine Bailey's opponent for SummerSlam. Does that mean you're going to get Raw stars, SmackDown stars, NXT stars all fighting to find out? Yeah. And, and basically publicly admitting they don't have enough confidence in any one of their other singles on SmackDown uh, to give them to push them into a title picture, and they don't want to go back to for whatever reason. They, I mean. Alexa Bliss is busy with the Fiend, right? And there's your other, there's there's your 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 established single, and you don't feel strong enough about what anybody else on on the SmackDown side that you got to at the very least tease. Like, sure, it, Lacey Evans may win this battle royal, probably not. She may. But then why not just put her in a program to get to Bailey as opposed to go through all of this stuff? Because you haven't bothered to build anybody else on that brand. Yep, and I gotta be careful when I say say her name. Bailey. Alexa Bliss. I can't say it too loud because my Alexa starts going off. Oh right. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is that? And I had to listen. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna get a, a, a battle royal next week on SmackDown for okay. for that. So we'll see. I mean, I'm always up for a good battle royal and see what happens. Uh oh. What'd you break? Nothing. Something popped up. I'm trying to get rid of it. Okay, we're good. So I'm trying to love reading some more on this whole raw underground thing, and it's just I don't know if I can get behind it. Um Again, like, I can't. I, I don't... Don't tell me things that I know aren't real, and don't tell me they're real. Like, for a company that made a point out of wanting to, to change the industry so they were no longer insulting their fans' intelligence, is doing a really good job of insulting the fans' intelligence. Probably. You're in a position ah. where... Sorry, something started playing my pad. Go ahead. You're in a position where you're subservient right now in popularity to mixed martial arts. Um, so instead of trying to do what they're doing but on the lesser, why don't you give everyone a reason to come back to what you're doing? Why don't you make what you're doing better? Just an idea. God only knows if it'll work. Because that's all that looks like. That looks like the U. Like, like again, it looks like a crappy version of the UFC. It looks. It looked awful. 
I mean, could it, like I said, could you do something like that? I probably, but as a, as someone's gimmick, as someone's like stipulation match, as someone's specialty, not as an entire segment that you keep cutting, that you keep interrupting the flow of your show to go back and forth to. Yeah. Uh, with no rhyme or reason, with a host that doesn't have a place. So if the Hurt Business is taking over and MVP is becoming the, the host of this, at least that bit of it now works because you have a host that's already established in your universe and it makes sense. Correct. Because then the next week could just be, all right, who wants a crack at Bobby Lashley? And Lashley can just mow people down left and right. And that could be every single segment. Who's next? And then you get to that big guy. And depending on what you want to do with Lashley, he either they just that you just end with the showdown. And Bobby he, Lashley versus the big guy, yeah. Or he just mauls the big guy. Now you've killed four years worth of work on developmental there and you gotta rebuild him, but whatever. Then you build Bot Lashley back up, who's been nothing since he lost to McIntyre back at uh, Money in the Bank. Was it Money in the Bank? Extreme Rules? Yeah. Um, whatever. Someone, and I'm surprised that they actually liked it, was CM Punk. Part of me wants to mock him because what would he actually know about mixed martial arts besides losing? Being going to. He actually told on was The Bump or whatever the show is. Renee Young, that he would like to see her go into the underground with Bailey. Yeah, I like. Part of me also thinks that he's just saying things to amuse himself because you could also hear Punk say these things about how much he likes it. He wants to see more bodies getting torn up in there. And you can hear it in Punk's voice and going, if you heard those comments, you might have had a better context. Like, he just has a way of speaking where you could believe that that was all said in sarcasm or at least enough of a veiled sarcasm. So, you know, while you're on the company's television show, you're praising their new ideas, but you're still sliding a little bit of the knife in behind it going, this is an idiotic I, guys. I know what this looks like. And it didn't look like that. Exactly. Like the punches I saw come at my face looked nothing like the punches that were raining down on that one. When Nicky Gall knocked my ass out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not trying to mock Punk. It's just easy. Like I really don't hate Punk at all for what he did. You got to actually more so. You got to applaud a guy that's willing to go from there to there and 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 you know put his put his body and his face on the line to do that. Exactly. And like we we talked about, you know, we're waiting to see, you know, people over at AEW mock it. We're waiting for Elite to come out with a video. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a mock it. Like, it's got to be. Like, the new episode, whatever the new episode of Being the Elite drops, there's got to be a thing there. They're, they've got to. They just, I mean, they, I can't even talk. AEW, we, you know, we're getting to that season soon for political debates. We just had a debate, America versus Canada, in Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. We did, moderated by... Moderated by the one and only. For making his... Debut on AEW, the first time back on TNT in 15 years, Eric Bischoff. Easy E back on TNT. And thankfully, back. Uh, the at least the TNT Twitter account acknowledged it and played along a little bit. So they had a little back and forth, which was kind of fun. Um, 
Yeah, even it, it, it was a, it was an interesting little thing, but I again my thing it went on like way too long, but that's just me. Um, Watching but, Cassidy and, do a promo and you know it's weird to see because he doesn't talk. Right, right. So like the last thing I'm saying is like, you know, you'll be you know a laughing stock when you're beat by the guy who's known for putting his hands in his pockets. All right. I love it. And they're had, they're, they'll go at it again this Wednesday night. Uh, I believe the it's in a five thousand or seven. Excuse me, it was a random thing. It's a seven thousand dollar something match. Like there's seven grand on the line somewhere, and I don't like. It's just a, I'm just confused by the number. Why seven grand? <laughs> it's just a really weird number amount of money. In the if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, it's fives and tens because that's the easiest that the brain picks up to promote. Why seven grand? Uh, like, I, I, I'm not like, I'm not against using this as a, as a vehicle to continue the, the, uh, to continue the robbery. And hopefully the blow off comes at, at uh, all out, which when, and as we were talking, hopefully this being that it comes to all out and orange Cassidy finally gets one over on the veteran. Um, but just a random number. That's all. I can't get past the random number. I can't wait to see it again because their first encounter was a pretty good match. And I don't know if you saw any AEW or any of the clips. Um, Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy. In the article I read, Sammy Guevara threw the wrong chair at Matt Hardy. Hardy yeah, well, had like you, 13 stitches. Yeah, if you look at it, it is. It's like, like a ballroom chair instead of a folding chair. And it, it almost looked like it was one of those things, like if you saw it, it looked fine. But it, when they slowed it back down, it's almost like in mid-throw, Sammy realized what he had. and it was, But it was like one of those, oh, no, I can't stop now and turn – like I'm, it's too far gone. And I don't know if Matt sees it in time. But Matt, if you watch the slow motion, did get his hands up. So – I don't know if we're being if we're being screwed with. Could be as to what's real and what's not because all the articles I've read say that it was all it was that was a hard waist cut. Matt was legitimately upset, and so was his wife, and that's why they they let it all out on on social on media, Twitter. on the twitters and the instagrams, um, and that Sammy got a very stern talking to backstage. Um, He's given a lot was, of that lately, isn't he? I'm sure he had one initially, but uh, I don't know that he apparently he apparently has backstage heat and is now people are like looking at him as he's looking at him as he is reckless. And I honestly like I can see going both ways. I can see how they work in this so that now we have Sammy and Matt, which may be heading to all out. Uh, so if this is a match that they make it all out, they're either making a, the best of an angle out of an accident or this was an accident the whole time. And that's how it was going to go on. But allegedly, he wasn't supposed to. to that wasn't supposed to be this huge bloody thing. But they had no problem exploiting. I lost an article, but I was trying to find it. Some big wig or supporter or sponsor of AEW kind of backed out. I don't know if you saw that. No, he got uh, uh, dislocated. He got dislocated. Okay. Uh, Time Warner went through a or Warner Media, or whatever the actual structure was, whoever, whatever the actual company that TNT directly is under, gotcha. one of their big supporters 
was taken out of an executive role and let go by the company. And so there's some some question how much support they're going to have with TNT now that one of their big supporters is no longer in the executive suite. But if they continue to deliver ratings, then I'm sure that the network will – the company will continue to be – behind them now yeah. will this mean that the dynamite will go three hours maybe that'll be a harder sell which is probably for the best exactly no i i think they're they're two hours is perfect where the two hours and darker where they need to be i agree wholeheartedly there's there, there's no need for three hours of raw no i mean they can not. cut that back there's a lot of filler bull crap let's see why don't we get into our top five Okay, he said with the abrupt segue. Yeah. So, I'm all about the abrupt segues. Well, like 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 I said before, we were talking about beforehand. Is one of those when I put all these things together. There's actually, you know, we've kind of com- been complaining for the last couple of weeks that really not a whole lot's been happening, and we're kind of going back and forth over old ground. There was tons of stuff to go on this week. There's things that we don't even have a time to touch on. Brandy Rhodes got pushed off of Twitter this week. Apparently, Marty Jannetty killed a guy uh, and now is under investigation uh, for murder, so we'll have to, you know... We'll we'll monitor that that story and come back as it warrants. Yes, we will absolutely give you the latest breaking updates as it comes through. Um, So we go back to this part of the, the show, the normal standby, the top five. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's see our top five. Top five. What was it? Top five stimulation matches. But we yes. said we said no cage, no hell in a cell. Yeah, because again, we 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 done the like. Listen, last week we did cage matches, cage matches, and a couple weeks ago we did hell in a cell matches. Um, so that's been done. Let's take those out of thing and 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 go from there. So let's start. I'm going to turn it on you because usually you like to start. Ah. So let's turn it on you. And what is your fifth best stipulation match? My fifth best stipulation is not that of an old one. I mean, it's been around. It was, I think it was Jericho who came up with it, which is the money in the bank. Okay. A specific ladder match. Yes. Which, you know, it's was, was, you know, the money in the bank. Because the stipulation, you know, of, you get this this briefcase. You know, when it first started, you got this briefcase. You picked wherever you wanted to go. You want to go to SmackDown. Did you want to go to Raw? Did you want to, you know, that's, you know. And it was a, always a big thing. Who are they going to pick? Who are they going to pick? And now it's kind of this year's Otis winning. Has barely been on TV. Has it been, yeah, barely been on TV. There's been no mention of it. Is he actually going to cash it in? Is it going to be put up in a stipulation? Those, you know, winner gets the briefcase. You know, what's going to happen with it? Is it just going to be to the wayside? He's teased Braun a couple times when he's been in the building at the same time, but nothing is like they. Like I said, he's they've bared like the him and he and Mandy Rose being on TV, just being there is being treated as an event. And I don't can't tell you the last time he had a match. Exactly, but he said they did say he can use that not for the world title, but he can use it for the SmackDown the title, those tag team titles. Yeah, and I hopefully they they do not do that, and if that they the don't first time, and they like way to devalue that. And, and I mean, and we're not talking about the the women's case because that's a whole like that's a whole other instance this year specifically, yeah, whole been, different thing. 
extraordinary, extraordinary set of circumstances. It's been, it's been, it's been wild. So Dan, what's your number five? Oops, I guess I should have. Um, well, I know this is kind of a weak way to start this, especially when you're coming off with money in the bank, but I like the three-way dance at number five. Not necessarily the triple threat match, but okay. the three-man elimination match. I think that when that's done well, there is so much potential with that elimination aspect involved. Plus, in a way, you kind of get two matches, different matches out of one. Yeah. If you could like mix styles and fuse and come up with a potentially great event. And ECW kind of... Uh, paved the groundwork of that where everything that they did was with a three-way match was an elimination style. And when in the WWE, the triple threat, it's usually just one fall, but a great example of this match, which you'll be able to see when this thing becomes a pod or a blog post over to the finisher podcast.com would be to Jerry, Jerry Lynn and super crazy from November to remember 1998. All right. That's your number five. That's number five. All right. Number four. Guess I'll go. My number four. It's probably. I don't know if it's brilliant. I always enjoyed them. I always played it on the games whenever I got the game. First Blood, mm-hmm. which they don't do that anymore. Well, they didn't, well they're not supposed to do blood anymore. Yeah, they can't do blood anymore, which I say is just crap. But well, yeah, well, it's well, you always knew in a First Blood match it was going to be vicious. You know, well, yeah. there was going to be carnage. And in my mind, they were always, always usually good matches with the first blood matches. So that's why I made it my, my number four. There, there definitely there, there are there are ways to completely kill that stipulation off. But, uh, for example, some some places have run a first blood battle royal. So you have a battle royal, and you're only eliminated when you bleed. Ooh, that's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit tapped on that one. Wait, who's your number? What's your number four? Um, I rage about this type of match in my indie matches countdown, but it's so unique I had to include it here. So my number four is a Torneo Cibernetico. God bless um, you. Man, you, just, you hear Spanish and you, you immediately shut off, huh? I, I, I didn't know what it is. I can't even speak it. I don't know what it says. Um, it's basically like this. Like If you haven't seen one, uh, it's basically one giant tag match between two teams where you have like a batting order, so to speak. So okay. you can... You could tag you, you you tag your partner. You go out of the ring, go to the end of the line. The next guy up pops up, and you just kind of keep going. And as, okay. each, as each person is eliminated, obviously you go through. So the opportunity for like so many of these like mini matches inside this one overarching thing is incredible. And the damn thing could be a show of its own. I mean, that Chikara match that I talked about from two thousand and four, which ended up being the longest match in company history was something like an hour and 15 minutes long, and the first okay. elimination didn't come until the 41st minute. Ooh. So the, the, there's, a lot, there's, there's a lot that can be done, again, in just the overarching umbrella of this one match that you have so many things and so many stories you can tell. Okay. That makes you kind of cool to watch. Well, you'll be able to see one, once again, when this hits the, pod, when this hits the blog post was- at the finisher. Podcast.com. I was tossing it up there for you. My number three, and I know it's one of your your favorites as well, and they're not doing it as much of a justice in NXT as they've done over in WCW, but War Games? They are not, but I agree with you there. Um, just a double, double ring. I just 
is such a great odd stipulation, odd match to watch. But I was always a fan of watching. You know, I never watched it live. You know, wasn't really watching much of WCW when I was you know, I was younger. But like watching them, not now, but previously online and whatnot, and actually getting to watch them more and more now on uh, the network, which is now they they have all that all those videos there. But yeah, my number three is War Games. Um, I'm, I'm sure at some point we'll watch an event as part of our flashback uh, feature. That'll probably feature have one. A uh, a war games match has got to be in there somewhere uh, in the list. If not, I'll have to put one in there just so we can watch a good one. Uh, But yeah, no, just visually, just like you said, like just seeing the two rings and the big cage with the roof and it's a, it's a visually impactful match. That's right. What's your number three? Number three. Um, (laughs) This sounds ironic when I, I will say this, but my number three is an empty arena match. And You'll have to humor me and go back to the time when empty arenas weren't the norm. Didn't Mick Foley have one? To to, to be continued. Um, But there is a a freedom in working around this large arena, this big space, without any restrictions. So no fans means, in theory, that there's no place where you can't go with the action. So the stands... The concourses, the mezzanines, it just opens up a ton of possibilities for what, I mean, it's essentially, it's a giant hardcore match. There's just more room to do it. And there are two matches that stand out in this category. I'm sure others have been done, but if someone says empty arena match, there's two things you think of. You either think of Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk from 1980 or the Rockin' Mankind halftime heat in 1999. So yes, there's your Mick Foley match where he got kicked down the stairs of the arena in Phoenix and it's just... Rolling down the stairs and that his side of his head is bouncing off of the chairs along the thing. And you're going, there's no way. There's no way. Mick, how did you? How did you not how die? Did you survive this stuff? Because it was just a little off thing. You're just watching his head dink, dink, dink as he's rolling well, down we, the stairs in the arena. We ask, our, 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 we ask him a lot. You know, there's a lot of times we've asked Mick Foley, how did that not kill you? How did that not kill you? You got your ear cut off by a ring rope. How the heck did that not kill you? You jumped off. You got thrown off the cage. How did the heck not I kill you? You climbed back up the cage. You were being escorted, you know, pulled on a stretcher, and fell through the cage with a chair hitting in the face. How did that not kill you? There's a lot of questions of how did that not kill you to McFoley, and I'm pretty sure he's been asked that, you know, personally a lot. But yeah, C4 literally explode up underneath you. How did that did not, not kill, kill you? you? Exactly. That's your number three. All right, my number two. My number two. And we go back to basically my number five, but as a ladder match. When you look at matches like uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, one of my all-time favorite ladder matches. You know, back then, you know, when you watch TLC or they have a ladder match, they put out on the stage, on the ramp, ladders upon ladders. Oh yeah. Upon ladders. There's ladders under pull, the ring. Pulling ladders off from under the ring. There's ladders around the ring. The Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon match. They had one ladder and it wasn't even wwe's ladder it belonged to the arena they didn't have a ladder so they had to find one in the arena which begs the whole question if that broke you're fucked what do you do they are screwed what do you do like a lot of Um, you see them now they break they put someone through them but 
They couldn't do that then. That was the only ladder they had, and they still had one hell of a ladder match. Agreed. And that's my number two. Uh, my number two. Um, I feel like this the top five segment, especially the last couple months, is starting to fall into the pattern of us fawning over anything involving The Undertaker. But in this case, it is definitely well-deserved, as my number two is the casket match. Because I know at first, this kind of seems like a finicky stipulation, having the stuff to just do it in the casket and close the lid. and yeah, But when done right, it is a hell of a spectacle. Plus, it is synonymous with the Undertaker's character. Exactly. That it's, ha- it's how he's always vanquished the big monsters he's run into in his career. And they are some of the most memorable matches, not just in his career, but in the history of the Fed. The casket match, I... I, I thought about adding it to mine, but I did not. So, is it out of line to say that you may have not have any honorable mentions? Uh, before I would, if one? I have on the cast match, would probably be my honorable mention because I debated on putting that in my list at my number one spot, but I didn't. I put something else. So we'll go ahead and throw the casket match as an honorable mention. So, do you have any? Um, I do, but I can actually speed through them really quick because my album wrenches were War Games because I know we, we promised no cage matches here, but I had to give some love to my favorite type of cage match. I, I, you know, it was, was, it, was it a cage match? I should have not put it then. No, that's fine because, I, you know, it, yes and no because it is, but it isn't, but it is, but it isn't. Um, I also had the ladder match, and the only reason it didn't make my list that I have seen so many attempts at this match go bad, the pool has been diluted for me big time. Um, and then the one match we did not have that was uh, the same is the old, good old-fashioned strap match. Uh, even if the endings to this are usually formulaic, I still enjoy me a good old-fashioned leather strap match. Now, they've had the leather strap match. They've also had a match where they're hooked together and it's the, where they have to touch all four corners. Yeah, that's kind of – well, it's They've got the strap, but, and they can still use the strap. Right, right, because this the, – well, and it's, that's that's the problem, and that's where it branches off because you say I've seen strap matches – you win it by pinfall because you, you know where it's like a dog collar match where you're tied together, but that's the, that's a stipulation you're tied together. Or bull rope matches, which I think was originally where you're supposed to hit all four, but like all combinations I have seen be either pinfall, submission, or touch all four. Um, there's just there's, there's a lot of wide there's 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 a uh, variations of that match, but but there you go. I mean, you could. There's other ones, you know. You got, you know, uh, I quit matches, and you've got, uh, you know, we said the ladder match, career on the line, where someone has to put their career on the line. That's happened quite a bit. So, all right, do you want to do your number one first? You want me to? Yours, since we've been going back and forth. All right. My number one is my favorite pay per view of the year. Is the Royal Rumble. Because you never know, you know, who's going to show up. You don't know how many people are going to be at the ring at the same time. You don't know, you know, especially with you know the more recent years with characters like with characters like Kofi Kingston, you know, finding a way to get out of the ring, but never land on his feet and get back into the ring. You know, there's always there's always a surprise or something around the corner with a match like that. And it's not just the actual Royal Rumble; they've had you know the, the Rumbles, you know, throughout years before but that's one of my favorite matches is a is a is a rumble there you go that's my number one 
So interestingly enough, I'm going to agree with you to a certain extent. Because my number one, and actually kind of two melded into one entry, so is the gauntlet match and or tag team turmoil. Okay. Um, and I, I know after everything that you know that preceded this, I know this seems kind of anticlimactic, but this is a concept that I really like. If you're familiar with the idea of a gauntlet match, which is separate, it is the, the same. It's the battle royal taken to the level, almost yeah. Royal Rumble style. Wrestlers entering a certain interval, getting tossed over the top rope, blah, blah, blah. But then you get down, and the final two participants then have a regular match to determine a winner, um, which at times can be a far less awkward way to determine a winner on the type of this match. And then the tag team gauntlet or tag team turmoil, as it's known uh, in, in, in WWE, is really like a video game mode. Two tag teams start, one loses, next one enters, and you just keep going until there's one team left. And as I've said a few different times in this list, there is so much potential for multiple stories to be told in the umbrella of one match and multiple styles to be highlighted in one match. So even if I kind of cheated and put two matches in one here, to me, they're close enough to hold the same slot as my favorite stipulation match. Gotcha. I like it. So we're kind of almost kind of in the same area there a little bit. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're working our way through the same uh, general area. And you want to find about anything about these or want to you know read about what our, our picks again, make sure you head over. The link's right below our videos here. Facebook, or sorry, thefinisherpodcast.com. Um, that'll have all of our socials. That'll have, you know, our YouTube, our Facebook, our Twitch. Facebook is facebook.com slash the finisher podcast. Um, it'll also have all the blog posts. It'll have, you know, the current title run, you know, bank bank over here. Just so you know, <laughs> technicality, technicality by a magnanimous commissioner. A win is still a win. Shut up. Should have been a loss, but I was nice. But it wasn't. It wasn't. So no, because I allowed it to be a win. Otherwise, I could have just taken it back, and you didn't have a leg to stand on on it. Oh, I had a leg to stand on. I had two of them. So you know. Technically, I have three. (laughs) And not when I'm done with it, you won't. (laughs) So make sure you go check out our website, thefinisherpodcast.com. Like I said, all of our socials there, all the podcast locations are there. Just. you can go where our, where our podcasts are. If you click the link, it should take you right to where the podcast is, and you can follow us, subscribe, and whatnot. So, actually, I forgot. We got to pick a, a new, a new top five for this week. So, what are we going to do next week? Ooh, good. You know, it seems like we've over the past what year and a half, we've gotten a lot of the worsts out. Got another best. And we got another best, and actually, not only do we have another best, we have another favorite. So, next week. This is actually going to take some work from you, as you just admitted you did not watch this company much when you were a child. Uh, so you'll have to do a little research, dig back on the network, and come up with your top five favorite WCW matches. Which is a very interesting transition to, maybe you can pick some of these up, on Tuesday night when we go back into the archives and once again do our next episode of The Finisher Flashback when... We will go back to the year 1997, at a time when WCW was on top of the wrestling world, at a time when they had the hottest angle that everyone wanted to see, the match that could have been the match of the century. It has been talked about and written about almost as much as the Montreal Screwdrop a month before. 
So this Tuesday night, starting at 7 o'clock, right here on our Facebook page and later on our YouTube channel, we'll be watching on the network and live reacting to WCW Starcade from 1997. It's Hogan, and it's Sting. Icon versus Icon. And all of that that went through. But there's also two and a half hours before that that are more than worth uh, our time watching. All right, so make sure you check us out on Tuesday for that. And if you're wondering, we do have, have kind of a uh, a schedule that we're kind of we're kind of gonna gonna be doing something like that. And it'll, it'll vary just a little bit. Um, so we're gonna put up on the Facebook page Mondays. We're gonna do some streaming over on Twitch. So right now we've been working through uh, Halo. We did some of that last night. We're on Halo Three, and I think. Uh, depending on as long as there aren't any giant scarabs that keep blowing us out of the sky randomly. That took for freaking ever. It took for freaking ever last night. So I believe we may be able to, pardon me, maybe able to finish Halo Three on Monday night. That's perfect. So we're working on we're going through all the different Halo games. Um, we got if you have a game you can suggest to us that we can both get a hold of, we're gonna we'll do that. Um, I will tell you ahead of time when. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remastered versions, come out next month. We will be playing the hell out of that. We definitely will be. Can you play two-player on that? I'm guessing you can. I'm assuming you can. If I'm not, really... we'll, we'll figure – I mean, there were two-player were two player modes in both games. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Hopefully we can do that. Um, so Mondays we're going to be doing some streaming over on Twitch. Who knows what we're playing? Like I said, right now we're doing the Halo stuff. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays is flashback. So we're doing our flashback episodes on Tuesday. Wednesday – it's another streaming over on Twitch. Uh, sometimes Dan will be there. Sometimes it'll just be me. And if it's just me, it'll be probably like Call of Duty on the PC or Max Payne on the PC or something. You know, it'll be just me. Yeah. So if he's playing Wednesday night at P at the uh, on PC, you know that I will be at the docks in downtown Toledo. Come point and laugh as I attempt to play beach volleyball. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Thursdays is is nothing. Thursdays an off day. Thursdays nothing. And then we get back Friday over back on Twitch again. We're going to be both of us, as usual, over you know, playing on the Xbox. And then Saturday is the podcast. And then Sunday will be an off day unless there's a pay-per-view. Which, uh, yeah, we have – and we have a, a couple of weeks to even think about the next pay-per-view. We have a hell of a weekend uh, that 22nd, 23rd um, with, a, with a takeover and then SummerSlam. But uh, yeah, we still have a couple weeks off. It's kind of nice to uh, to have a break for once in between these giant these huge shows. And I will tell you that beginning of September, we will be off for a couple of weeks. We going on vacation, bro. Well, gonna... the show the show is going to go on vacation yeah. for a couple of weeks. We'll still so, be I we'll still be on social and such probably. We won't have a podcast on the fifth or the twelfth. But we should be back to the podcast on the 19th. Which I imagine will be a mega show, since we'll have like three weeks worth of stuff to talk about. Yes. We'll have all out to talk about. We'll probably be looking forward to the next pay-per-view, which used to be Unforgiven in September, and I have no idea what's even now anymore. Yeah, so we won't have much um, anything throughout the week, like the streaming or the flashbacks or anything like that. It's going to be kind of all on hold until the week after the 19th. Yeah, uh, at best, I might put together some best of clips, uh, but they might just be audio shows that I put together. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, there you go. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how uh, 
inventive, I feel like, being. There you go. So, May, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, like I said, make sure you go over and give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Finisher Podcast. All of our social is right over there on the website, thefinisherpodcast.com. So make sure you go check us out, follow us, like us, subscribe to YouTube, all that. Hang out with us, leave comments, talk to us. We talk back. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a go. Oh, God, I forgot to be funny.